This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Michael, open us up in prayer. Thank you. Yes, Lord, we thank you that all our people got through Halloween all right. And we thank you, Lord, that the devil was thwarted. The demons and the evil spirits never had any victories. And we thank you, Lord. And I'm just going to pray for some people I've been praying for. I'd like to pray for Christina and her daughter in Sydney, Australia. I'd like to pray for Mary, who's in London today, who has come up from Kent. And I'd like to pray for all the listeners. Pray for, pray for Stephen, uh, in South America. We pray for him as well. And we pray that all of you will be blessed with the teaching today in Jesus Christ, our Lord's name we pray. Amen. Take it away, my friend. Welcome back. Hallelujah. Well, today's program is called God Rewards Righteousness. And I've chose one of my heroes from the Bible. He is a hero of mine. He wasn't a great fighting man like David, but he was a real biblical, true godly man. And his name was King Hezekiah. And I want to talk about the miracles that God did for this man today. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, I didn't get the notes done till late, so I hope I've got enough notes to see us through. But first we're going to say that righteous Hezekiah, who lived from 721 to 691 uh, BC, was the son of the ungodly king Ahaz. Now, Ahaz I read about every day. Because when we go back to 
uh, Isaiah 6, God has spoken to Ahaz through uh, the prophet, and he's told him, he's given him words that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords are there. He told it in through Isaiah. But Ahaz was regarded as a wicked king. He was the king of Judea. And in the third year of Hoshea, son of Elah, he was the king of Israel. He was a wicked king as well, the same as Ahaz. Ahaz disregarded the temple. He disregarded godly worship. And he began his reign, Hezekiah, when he was 25 years old. And he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abby, and she was the daughter of Zechariah. And he, Hezekiah, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his godly father, had done. Let's turn now to Second Kings 18, and we're going to read verses 1 to 12. Second Kings 18, verses 1 to 12. Hezekiah's good reign. Now it came to pass in the third year of Oshia, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign. And he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abby, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. He removed the high places and broke the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Neshushtan, Neshushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him amongst the kings of Judea nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. He smote the Philistines, even unto Gaza, and the borders thereof from the tower of the watchman to the fence city. And it came to pass in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Ella, king of Israel, that Shau Manezah, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. And at the end of three years he took it, even in the sixth year of Hezekiah, that is the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel. Samaria was taken, 
and the king of Assyria did carry away Israel unto Assyria and put them in Halah and in Habor by the river of Gozan and in the cities of the Meds because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God but transgressed his covenant and all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded and would not hear them nor do them hallelujah so you can see what happened Assyria was the big power around that region and he had taken Samaria and taken Israel and really the only person who stood against him was Hezekiah and Hezekiah stood against him because Hezekiah was a righteous man and he went to the Lord and he went to the prophet and he asked for God's help. Now Hezekiah was a young man and he was very fit and he prayed to God all the time. Therefore God delivered him from his enemies and answered his prayers. In the 14th year of Hezekiah's reign, the Assyrian king, Sennacherib, son of Salmanasseh, having defeated Israel, assembled his forces to make war upon Hezekiah. Now, there was very traumatized times for those who lived in Judah. They had seen Israel taken, Samaria taken, and Hezekiah was starting a good reign, a very, very good reign. But Sennacherib was a greedy man, and he knew that God had blessed Hezekiah. And Jerusalem was blessed at the time. And he decided he wanted to take Judah as well and take the wealth of Judah. Let's read this. Second Kings 18, verses 14 onwards. There'll be more scripture reading today. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria to Lashish, saying, I have offended, return from me, that which thou puttest on me will I bear. And the king of Assyria appointed unto Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house. At that time did Hezekiah cut off the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Hezekiah king of Judah had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria sent Tartan and Rabsaris and Rabshaka from Lashish to king Hezekiah with a great host against Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. And when they were come up 
they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the fuller's field. And when they had called to the king, there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. And Rabshakeh said unto them, Speak ye now to Hezekiah. Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this wherein thou trustest? Thou sayest, but thou art not but vain words. I have counsel and strength for the war. Now on whom dost thou trust that thou rebellest against me? Now behold, thou trusteth upon the staff of the bruised reed, even upon Egypt, on which is a man's lean. It will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, unto all that trust him. But if you say unto me, we trust in the Lord our God, it is not that he, whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away and have said to Judah and Jerusalem you shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem now therefore I pray thee give pledges to my lord the king of Assyria and I will deliver thee two thousand horses if thou be able on thy part to set riders and upon them. You see, he's trying to buy him off now. Hezekiah's worried. He doesn't want to go to war. Doesn't want to go to war. And there's a reason for this. There's a reason we're going to read about soon. So Hezekiah has given him silver. He's taken the gold off of the temple doors. He's trying to appease Sennacherib. Sennacherib has this reputation as being a very ruthless man. Let's continue. Now then, wilt thou turn away the face of one captain at the least of my master's servants and put thy trust on Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? And I come upon and I now come up without the Lord against this place to destroy it. The Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna, and Joah, unto Rabshakeh, speak, I pray thee, to thy servants in the Syrian language, for we understand it. And talk not with us in the Jews' language, in the ears of the people that are on the wall. Hallelujah. But Rabshakeh said unto them, Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Hath he not sent me to the man who sit on the wall, that they may eat their own dung? and drink their own urine with you. 
Then Rabshaka stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for ye shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Make an agreement with me by a present, and come out to me, and then eat ye every man of his own vine, and every one of his fig tree, and drink ye every one the waters of his system, until I come and take you away to a land like your own, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive oil and honey, that you may live and not die, and hearken not unto Hezekiah, when he persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Let us stop there. Hezekiah is saying to his people, The Lord will deliver us. Those representatives of Senator Ribeliars, they're trying to say that they will be taken to a marvellous, marvellous land. But that's a lie. Senator Ribb will either kill them all or take them in slavery and there will be no future for them. Hallelujah. Let's carry on. Have any of the gods of the nations delivered at all his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and of Arpad? Where are the gods of Sephavam, Hina, Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of thine hand? But are they amongst the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of mine hand? that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of mine hand. But the people held their peace and answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was, saying, answer him not. Then came Eliakim, the son of Hilkanah, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder, to Hezekiah with their clothes rent. And he told him the words of Rab Shaka. In the name of Jesus, Hezekiah is believing in the Lord. He's believing that the Lord will deliver him from this huge Assyrian army. Hallelujah. And we know Hezekiah is trusting in the Lord. The Rabshakeh is saying, who's going to listen to you? These other countries and their gods? Was they enough to save them? From King Shena, Kenneth, Senator Rib, 
No, they lost their place. They were taken as hostages and slaves. But you see, Hezekiah's not finished. In 2 Kings 19, 2 Kings 19, Hezekiah asked Isaiah to pray. Now, what was so righteous about Hezekiah? Let's turn to 2 Chronicles. Hallelujah. 20 verse 3. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 3. And we'll read about it. Hallelujah. We'll read about it, what it says. A great man is Hezekiah. A truly great man. One of the greatest there was. What he did in Second Chronicles 20, verse 3, he reopened the temple of Solomon a faithful worshipper of the true God. He opened at the occurrence of the Passover, to which he gathered all the subjects of the kingdom of Israel. Hezekiah gave directives to eradicate the idols that were worshipped throughout the kingdom, warning his people of the retributions which befell their ancestors for abandoning the true God. After this, idolatry stopped, not only in the kingdom of Judah, but also in many areas in the kingdom of Israel. And God remembered that. He opened up the temple. What a marvelous thing to do, to open up the temple. It shows you what a marvellous, marvellous man he was in the name of Jesus. Let's find that now, because I spoke that out of my own memory. Let's speak what was actually said. Second Chronicles 20, verse 3. And it says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves to the Geba to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. And Hezekiah opened up the temple and organized temple worship starting with the Passover. Hallelujah. What a marvelous man. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's have a look at Second Chronicles again, chapter 32. Second Chronicles, chapter 32, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Second Chronicles 32, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to read a bit of 30 first. And Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh 
that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. For the king had taken counsel in his princes and all the congregation, congregation in Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month. For they could not keep it at that time because the priest had not sanctified themselves sufficiently. Neither had the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem. And the thing pleased the king and all the congregation. And they established a decree to make a proclamation throughout all Israel from Bathsheba even to Dan that they should come to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel at Jerusalem for they had not done it of a long time in such sort as it is written. Hallelujah. Hezekiah was a wonderful man. The wicked king who went before him, his father Ahaz, he hadn't opened up the temple for godly worship. Let's have a look at Second Chronicles 32. The people then in Second Chronicles 31 destroyed all idolatry. Destroyed it all. I'll read verse 2 of Second Chronicles 31. And Hezekiah appointed the courses of the priests and the Levites. After their courses, every man according to his service, the priests and the Levites for burnt offerings and for peace offerings to minister and to give thanks and to praise in the gates of the tent of the Lord. He also appointed also the king's portion of his substance for the burnt offerings to wit, for the morning and evening burnt offerings and the burnt offerings for the Sabbaths and for the new moons and for the set feasts as it is written in the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hezekiah destroyed idolatry in the land and he was doing all what God wanted him to do. But the problems kept coming and Sennacherib invades Judah in Second Chronicles 32. After these things and the establishment thereof, Sennacherib king of Assyria came and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains that were without the city, and they did help them. So there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? 
also he strengthened himself and built up the wall that was broken and raised it up to the towers and another wall without and repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance and he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city and spake comfortly to them saying be strong and courageous be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria nor for all the multitude that was with him for there be more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. After this did Sennacherib, king of Assyria, send his servants to Jerusalem, but he himself laid siege against Lachish and all his power with him. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent all Judah that were at Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith Sennacherib, king of Assyria, whereon do you trust that you abide at the siege of Jerusalem? Doth not Hezekiah persuade you to give over yourselves to die for famine, and by thirst saying, The Lord our God shall deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria. Hath not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar and burn incense upon it. Know ye not that I am my fathers have done unto all the people of other lands, where the gods of the nations of those lands anyways able to deliver their lands out of mine hand. Who was there amongst the gods of these nations that my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of mine hand, that your God should be able to deliver you out of my hand. Now therefore let not Hezekiah deceive you, nor persuade you on this matter, neither yet believe him, for no god of any nation nor kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hand, and out of the hand of my fathers, how much less your God deliver you out of mine hand. And his servants spake yet more against the Lord God and against his servant, Hezekiah. Hallelujah. We pray in the name of Jesus. So the battlegrounds, the battle lines are drawn. They are drawn now. And Hezekiah is having a job convincing his people to stand strong and to wait on the Lord. But you see, Hezekiah has done the right thing. He's put all his trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. And now we're going to go to Second Kings 19. And we're going to read what actually happens. And we're going to start at verse 13. 
Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad and the king of the city of Zepharvaim of Hena and Iva? And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which have sent him to reproach the living God. Of the truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands, and they have cast their God into the fire. For there were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone, before they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Then Isaiah the son of Amos sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, that which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word that the Lord have spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, have despised thee and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem have shaken her head at thee. Whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed? And against whom hast thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thine eyes on high, even against the Holy One of Israel? By the messengers thou hast reproached the Lord, and hast said, with the multitude of my chariots, I am come up to the height of the mountains, to the side of Lebanon, and will cut down the tall cedar trees thereof, and the choice fir trees thereof. And I will enter in the lodgings of his borders, and come to the forest of Carmel. I have digged and drunk strange waters with the sole of my feet. I dried up the rivers of besieged cities. Hast thou not heard long ago how I have done it, and of ancient times that I have formed it? Now I have brought it to pass that thou should, shouldest be to lay waste fenced cities into ruin heaps. God has spoken. Senator is proud. He is arrogant because he's taken over the other countries and destroyed them who didn't worship the true and living God but worshipped idols. He was able to overcome them. Now we're going to read of a real miracle, a mighty miracle. Just bear with me as I read down this page. Therefore their inhabitants were of small power, 
they were dismayed and confounded. They were as the grass of the field and as the green herb, as the grass of the housetops, and as corn blasted before it be grown up. But I know thy abode, and thy going out, and thy coming in, and thy rage against me. Because thy rage against me, and thy torment is come up into mine ears, therefore I have put my hook in thy nose, and my bridle into thy lips, and I will turn thee back by the way which thou comest. And this shall be a sign unto thee, you shall eat this year and such things as grow of themselves. And in the second year, that which springeth out the same. And in the third year, sow ye and reap and plant vineyards and eat the fruits thereof. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall yet again take root downward and bear through upward. For out of Jerusalem shall come forth a remnant that they escape out of the Mount Zion. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way he came, by the way he shall return. And shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it, for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred fourscore and five thousand. And when they rose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt at Nineveh. And it came to pass as he was worshipping in the house of Nishrok, his god, that Adramalak and Sharizar his son smote him with the sword and they escaped into the land of Armenia and Esahad, his son, reigned in his stead. What a miracle. Hezekiah. And we're going to read what effect this had on Hezekiah in a minute. But the uh, Syrian army was slaughtered by a mighty angel. You see, God rewards righteousness. And because Hezekiah had reopened the temple, because Hezekiah had led the children of Judah to worship the Lord, to keep the Passover, to keep the holy days, the new moons, and to keep all the laws of Moses. When this wicked army looked like bursting in the gates of Jerusalem when it looked like it was up for Hezekiah the Lord sent an angel and destroyed them this is the reward of a righteous king after so many evil kings now we're going to read 2 Kings 20 
because all the stress Hezekiah had been under, convincing his people that God was with them, trying to his best to oppose the Assyrian army. Second Kings 20. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add... Unto, the, unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs, and they took it and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. Hallelujah. What a wonderful miracle. Now, let's first talk about some of these things. Did Hezekiah have a boil? It says that he had a boil. I suspect he had something far worse than a boil. I suspect he had a malignant tumour. And all the stress and the worry and the anxiousness that he had over Senator Reb, I believe, had made him ill. And he was sick unto death. And let's look at this now. The prophet Isaiah, the leading prophet in Judah, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now what a thing to be told. Thus saith the Lord. This is not from me. This is from God. And God is telling you to put your house in order, for you will surely die. And what do you think the king would say? Well, that's it. It's over. It's done. I have no chance now. God himself has spoken to me and has told me to put my house in order. If that was said to one of us today, I would hope we would have the courage to do what Hezekiah done and turn to the Lord and Ask the Lord to turn away that sentence of death from us. Hezekiah is in a bad way. The next reign his son Manasseh would be a disaster because Manasseh was a wicked king. But Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, This is wonderful. I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good 
in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Now, one thing we know about this, that Hezekiah must have been a righteous man because he's turned his face to the wall and spoken to God and he's reminded God of how he's been a good man and he's walked with a perfect heart and done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Hallelujah. God was convinced by what Hezekiah had said. He was convinced that Hezekiah was a righteous king and a righteous man. And he had always put God first in all that he had done. And God was convinced by what Hezekiah had said. And God changed his mind. And it came to pass that before Isaiah had gone into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, that Hezekiah had convinced God to not take his life because of his righteousness. It's a bit like when we put on the whole armour of God. If we put the breastplate of righteousness in and we're not righteous, then it will fall off straight away. To wear the breastplate of righteousness, we have to be living a righteous life. And Hezekiah was living a righteous life. Verse 5 said, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. What a wonderful thing. One moment he was told to put his house in order, for he would surely die. That meant he had very little time at all. Putting his house in order, to write decrees to his son who would take over from him. To make sure that his financial matters were dealt with. That the law of Moses would be listened to. And he said to him, I will give you 15 years. From being told to put his house in order, he's now got 15 years. And what's more, God has sent an angel and he smote the Assyrian army. Sennacherib has gone back to Syria and he's dwelling in Nineveh. He's gone in to the house of Nishrok. His pagan, demonic God. And his son smote him with the sword. So as God has defended Israel for his sake and for the sake of David, he has added 15 years. Let's assume that Hezekiah had cancer and he was going to die. Could you man any man who's been told by 
the specialist or the surgeon. I'm sorry, my friend. You have very little time to live. I'm sorry. And could you imagine being told a few minutes later, look, I'm going to give you another 15 years to live. You would be overjoyed. You would love the Lord your God with everything you possess. And you would tell him that you're going to live. Your enemies have been wiped out by the angel of the Lord. The king who was plotting to destroy you and take everything you own and take your people away to Assyria. He has been murdered by his own sons. And now you're back on your feet. Verse 9 says, And Isaiah said, This sign shall thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he hath spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees or go back ten degrees? Hallelujah. Sorry, let's go back. I'm going to read 7 and 8. I think I forgot to read them. Verse 7. And Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. And they took it and laid it on the boil and he recovered. It was operating like a poultice and it drew the disease out. It drew the cancer and the poison out, and it drew it out of his body forever. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up on the th- up to the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, verse 9, we're back to verse 9, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah had answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees, nay, but that the shadow return backward ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward by which it had gone down in the dial of Hasis. And at that time, Baradoc Balidian, the son of Baladan, the king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them, and showed them all the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment, and all the house of his armor that there was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house, nor in all his dominion, that Hezekiah showed them not. Then Isaiah the prophet Then came Isaiah the prophet unto the king Hezekiah and saith unto him, What said these men, and from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, All the things 
that are in mine house they have seen. There is nothing amongst my treasures that I have not shown them. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid up in store unto this day shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons they shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shall they take away. And they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. And he said it is not good if peace and truth be in my days. And the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and all his might and how he made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city. Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the king of Judea? And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and Manasseh his son reigned in his stead. And this is a great teaching for us today, that when we are given terminal illnesses, or when we feel the world is against us. We can go to God and we can tell God of our righteousness. We can tell God how much we love him, how much we care for him, and how much we adore him. And we shall pray. And yes, miracles happened. Miracles happened. And the prophecy at the end there about the children of Judah being taken into Babylon. And of course, Manasseh's idolatrous reign that was due to come. And how Manasseh ordained the altars of Baal and worshipped false gods and idols. We know for that time, under great pressure, under great strain, that Hezekiah's enemies were destroyed and his life was restored because he had the courage to turn his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord his God. I believe that's a wonderful story, the story of Hezekiah. And it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible because it gives us all hope and it gives us the knowledge that God is a miracle-working God and he still protects the righteous. When we consider the tribulation period to come, And when we consider the rapture, we can see the tribulation period is about punishment. The rapture is about freedom from punishment. For those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, 
we know the Lord God is not going to leave us at the hands of the wicked Antichrist. He is going to redeem us like he redeemed King Hezekiah. And though Israel and though Judah and when the land of Israel became unified, there was many problems to come. There are still problems now in Gaza. You notice throughout the Bible, they speak of Gaza today and the old battles that took place. But God has always been with his people, will continue to be with his people and will continue to be with us. So never give up, never lose heart, turn to the Lord and pray. And I believe the Lord will deliver you. God bless you all and thank you for listening. Amen. Amen. Brother, um, this was a great teaching. Very sad that at the end of that story, Hezekiah showed these strangers everything. Amen. You know, and I think he was just, you know, uh, he was proud of what he had, excited, but man, he showed the wrong people. And uh, great lesson to be learned. Great lesson to be learned. What would you like to title this for the archive? Uh, God protects the righteous. Okay, Brother Michael, also, uh, how can people contact you and support your ministry? Well, if you'd like to support my ministry, my uh, email address is frame, F-R-A-M-E, Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, 123 at AOL.com. There is a PayPal account attached to that email address. I'm going to leave you my mobile number. If anyone would like to contact me, I'm on WhatsApp, so you can contact me on WhatsApp. We can speak if you've got any problems at all. Uh, My number is 07469-235351, plus the international code as well, which I have to bring. And uh, if you're in the London area, come and see us at Kilburn Christian Fellowship which is in Two Older Shop Road, Kilburn, London NW67LG. We're there every Sunday from 11 to 1 o'clock. Deliverance and healing prayers will be given to you after. We're there Friday evening from 7 to 8 for prayer intercession. And we're there on Thursday from 12 till 2 midday for Bible study. God bless you all. Thank you, sir. And I thank you sincerely for listening to that today. I hope it wasn't too long-winded for you. Not at all. And I hope you understood. Great work. So God bless you. We'll see you next week, Brother Michael. Thank you.